listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Coming up, the RBA revises some of its economic forecasts, what it means for interest rates and record profits from both ANZ and Macquarie. That's coming up. It is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 5th of May, 2023. A quick heads up, it's the final podcast for about three weeks as I take a bit of leave. But later, we'll take a closer look at the record profits from both ANZ and Macquarie. But first, to the RBA, which has lowered its near-term growth projections. And while it thinks inflation may come down a little faster than expected in the short term, it still won't hit target until 2025. What does this all mean for interest rates? Well, it was all in today's statement on monetary policy. For more, I spoke with Harry Murphy-Cruz, a macroeconomist at Morningstar. So relative to what the RBA was saying uh, just three months ago when they last put together some forecasts, they're now saying that the Aussie economy is going to slow by more. Uh, that households are going to be spending less, that businesses, they're going to be less keen to invest. Uh, Unemployment is going to be slightly higher and also that wage growth is going to be slightly lower. Now, the deal that the RBA is trying to make with households is that um, that pain that households are going to be feeling now, well, that'll be worth it because that'll bring down inflation just that little bit quicker. But inflation, though, it's still going to stay high for some time, no? And it did warn of continued upward pressure in rents, for example. Definitely. I mean, there's no guarantee that inflation follows uh, these new forecasts. And the RBA, they outlined a couple of key um, roadblocks to that path you know, themselves. So one of them is rents that you mentioned. If you've tried to rent recently, you know, just how difficult it is, just how costly it is. Um, and, you know, the headache for the RBA is that there's very little they can do to change that. No amount of interest rate hikes are going to magically see new houses appear and, and quell that mismatch between supply and demand. So it really is a waiting game, um, waiting for that new stock to come online. And until it does, we're going to see rents be a, uh, a driver of prices, unfortunately. The other one that they mentioned is electricity prices. Um, So that's expected to add about a quarter of a percentage point to inflation uh, through 2023, 2024, Uh, you know, combination of ageing assets here, higher global commodity prices and that vacuum of policy that we've had for several decades, really pushing up energy prices. And again, um, being a, a handbrake on some of the improvements in inflation that we would otherwise have seen. You may have mentioned it there because it's already two big key issues, electricity and rents. But what do you think is the, the biggest concern that the RBA has when you, when you refer to the statement today? Yeah, I mean, what's keeping them up at night is, is simply that inflation doesn't follow this path, that it takes longer for prices to come back down. Uh, and we don't see inflation return to the 2 to 3% target band for several years. Um, you know, rents, electricity, those are key issues. Also, productivity growth, they mentioned today, we don't see productivity growth get off these disastrous lows. Well, then we're in a world where we can see unit labour costs be a continual driver of inflation. Uh, And then the other one is the wage price spiral. We don't think it'll be an issue. Um, The RBA suggests it'll be less of an issue than what they thought a couple of months ago. But 
you know, we could see that relationship between wages and prices intensified. Wages chase those price gains and prices then doing the same. If that does eventuate, then uh, we're in a world where inflation will be meaningfully higher. Uh, so all up, what has it said about the future direction of interest rates and why? It's interesting to hear you say that what may be keeping the RBA up late at night is the fact that inflation doesn't follow that path. So the fact that it lifted interest rates at a time when a lot of people thought it would be on pause, does that play into that story about, hey, let's just go a little bit harder to make sure inflation comes down? Yeah, look, the RBA took everyone by surprise on Tuesday when they hiked rates. Um, In doing so, look, maybe it was a smart move in that they probably got a bit of extra bang for their buck in doing so. Households, markets, economists mostly were thinking that they had a bit of extra time before borrowing costs would rise. The fact that we didn't means that households have probably been shocked here. They're probably going to um, uh, pull back that spending more than they otherwise would have, uh, and that could see them uh, get a little bit of extra bang for their buck, as I mentioned. In terms of the path, well, um, in putting together these forecasts, the, the RBA, they have to make a number of assumptions, and one of them is obviously the, the path for interest rates. Um, they survey economists and, and look at market pricing to do that. That path that they've uh, used as an assumption here, that has interest rates staying where they are at 3.85%. Um, that's not a guarantee that it'll stay there and, and the RBA board will follow suit and, and, uh, and keep rates where they are. But given that we've now got their own forecasts suggesting that the economy is going to slow pretty substantially and inflation is going to come back down to where they want it, um, you know, it's probably a good indication that we're, we're very close uh, or that we certainly are, are, are at that, um, that peak. Harry Murphy-Cruz there from uh, Morningstar to the Australian share market now, which did rise. The S&P ASX 200 up by 0.4%, 7,220. For more on the day's market action, including the record results from ANZ and Macquarie, I spoke with Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets. Well, I think mostly we're seeing a little bit of a relief rally from things not getting exponentially worse in the US banking sector last night. Uh, Not to say that it's getting any better either, but we did see a bit of a rally towards the end of uh, trading in in New York for many of those shares. And I think we've just taken off a little bit uh, from that positivity. In terms of the sectors which are doing the best, gold is by far and away the standout. Gold prices up again last night, topping uh, just over uh, $2,050 US an ounce. And uh, we've seen the local gold sector continue its good run, really a, a good run all week. And uh, that is on the back of, obviously, uh, gold does well when interest rates on decline. And whilst they might have been hitting a little bit higher over here in Australia this week, uh, Ricardo, they've been sharply lower in the US. So gold getting helped by that as well. Uh, Worst performing sectors, there weren't really that many uh, today. If I could just pull out one group, not really sector, it was the coal uh, group of coal stocks that were down sharply today. And we saw thermal coal prices uh, dropping in the last 24 hours to 16-month lows, not helping those. Okay, can we focus in on the banks today? Because it's been a busy day for a couple of them. Um, ANZ, a record half-year cash profit of $3.8 billion, but it's warned that the next six months will be tougher than the last. So what do you make of it? 
Yeah, look, it was a roughly in-line result, so we didn't see the big falls we saw yesterday on NAB, and maybe there was a little bit of relief as well there. It wasn't as bad as NAB's result. Certainly, the bank doing well on the back of uh, the rising interest rates we've had over the last 12 months. It tends to help them out on their net interest margins. But looking forward, and markets are always looking forward, we did see uh, the CEO there warning that we've probably seen a peak in margins for the time being. It's extremely competitive um, at the moment, particularly for uh, residential home loans in Australia, and that will likely uh, put a little bit of pressure on profits going forward. So a bit of a muted response to the shares today, but I think shareholders will be happy it wasn't as bad as NAB's result yesterday. Okay. Uh, also, a record fully profit from Macquarie, $5.2 billion. It's a little bit different because its main uh, shtick is of being an investment bank. So um, how's it making all of its money? Macquarie loves it when there's volatility in markets. You know, look, it, of course, it does have its uh, banking and financial services division, which did well, mind you. It's up about uh, 20% in terms of its profit contribution. But it really came down to that commodities trading division, uh, which uh, now is actually providing the bulk of the bank's profits, about 60% of profits coming from there. And that benefited from extreme volatility in commodities markets over the last 12 months, largely um, precipitated by the events in Ukraine. Uh, but um, look, there, there was also uh, we've also seen significant ructions in uh, equities and bond markets there. So again, volatility helping out. Um, if there was a, a, a bit of a dark spot on the bank's performance over the last 12 months, it was in their asset management business, uh, where profits actually fell on the back of, well, they blamed it a little bit on some uh, timing difference and a bit of a difference in the asset mix, mix but mainly on lower returns from green investments. Finally, you know, it's uh, interesting times on the markets at the moment. Where do you see the opportunities, though, for investors? Yeah, it is. Uh, we're a little bit torn at the moment uh, between uh, clients who have, uh, you know, plenty of cash they want to put into the market, but some of those, you know, big macro factors that are creating significant uncertainty in terms of allocating capital. So there's nothing really thematic that we're going for at the moment, apart from uh, gold. Obviously, we talked about how gold prices are so strong, um, but that's that's it's a it's a theme we've been in now for a few months and gold prices have gone up and these stocks have gone up so we're more of a hold there i think than adding fresh risk to the sector uh, one sector which uh, is sort of catching my eye a little bit more at the moment we talked about uh, how uh, real estate companies are doing uh, better um, i think that's a sector you could look at as well potentially we've seen the peak in interest rates and they have suffered on the back of rising rates so if we are at the peak they could benefit Carl Kapalinga there from Think Markets. This SBS on the Money stream is provided for informational purposes only. The content in this stream should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and it does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.